Hello and welcome to the latest hashtag Love Leash podcast brought to you by the team here in Leash today. And um, we had no episode last week because it was a bank holiday. It was Easter and we we just weren't able to get around to it. But we will be uh, coming out on a weekly basis going forward. We have a special uh, interview coming up with the new rows of the new Leash roads for the Rose of Tralee contest. Sinead Dowd, she was in studio with us on Friday and had a great chat with her. And I'm making a prediction, Alan, now it's going to take a very good Rose to beat Sinead Dowd for, to be the Rose of Tralee. I'm, I'm back at Sinead. You could be celebrating in August, are you? Yeah, I'm sort of, I'm beginning to think about around my coverage. I believe there's a, there's a crew of teachers from School Crease 3 um, have a house booked. They're going down. I was half thinking a sort of scene would give me a room in the house to go down and cover the Rose of Tralee. Uh, I've never, never been at it. Um, I'm I'm a bit of a fan of it. Um, I'm a little bit cynical in lots of ways. Um, but once it gets down to the serious business, once the leash winner has been picked, uh, and I think this girl, her story, we'll hear it in full. She moved to Ireland when she was 16 on her own, essentially, and her parents are together. She just loved coming over to her cousins in in Culla Hill, and uh, did her secondary school, fifth and sixth year in Johnstown, just across the border in Kilkenny, went to college in UCC. Did her HD dip in Galway. Is now a geography and English teacher in School Creek Three in Port Leash. And she's going forward to represent. She grew up. Uh, I love the stories of the Irish expats. Her mum and dad, her mum from Doro Cullahill, her dad from Roscommon. She didn't know any people in New York that weren't Irish, essentially. <laughs> you know, their entire. Uh, and they did Irish dancing and hurling and football and the whole lot. And she moved back here. And she's here 10 years now. And uh, she's she's good crack. And uh, she's also a good Irish dancer. She didn't do Irish dancing in the. It the least thing, but I, might, I, reckon, I reckon we could see it in the dome. They don't mark the talent. Um, but uh, no big, t- and I think I think it'll take a really good rose to beat Sinead Dowd. I'm calling it here now. The odds aren't out yet, but uh, I think I think I think we're sending a potential champion to Tralee. We've we've never won it before, have we? No, never won it before. No. Only on a couple of occasions have the has the Leash girl got on stage even because there, there used to be a regional final, so it was sort of. 32 winners in Ireland would go and it used to be held in Port Leash over two nights and I think there's only about eight or ten of them then used to be selected to go forward and be on stage and three or four of them got through that and in recent times they have changed it now that the counties are only on every second year so you're a Leash Rose for two years now but every Rose is guaranteed to be on stage so it has changed and there was one year I know I think it was Kate Highland when she was the Leash Rose they actually did a bit of a reality TV show and they all went to Tralee, but only a certain amount of them made it onto the stage and made it onto TV. And that's what everyone considers. Um, but uh, I, know what, I think you'd make a great escort. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit small, am I not? You don't need to be a bit taller. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, you're, you're very mannerly. You know, very mannerly, yeah. yeah. That would go yeah. a long way. Um, pleasant. Pleasant, yeah. Uh-huh. It's I said it's great yeah. crack. Bernard Rochford was a, a former escort to the Rose of Tralee and he'd recommend any fella to go for it. Or uh, another great uh, footballer, um, Snow Snowy from from oh, yeah. He was yeah, an escort. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Sean O'Shea, isn't it? No, it's not Sean O'Shea. No, Power no, oh, pa- oh, Patrick O'Reilly. Yeah. Patrick O'Reilly. I'm mixing up yeah. my Patrick O'Reilly's and my Sean O'Shea's from uh, from Cretiard. Um, I reckon you'd make a good escort. I'd, I'd actually fill out the form for you. Only it. You'd be you'd miss too many matches. You wouldn't be around to cover all the matches for us. Yeah. <laughs> and they're very strict. They don't let yeah, lads. That, that wouldn't work out very well. No, they don't let lads off to um. They don't let lads off to to play matches or anything. You do a boot camp and the whole lot. Looks like absolutely mighty crack. But B man, B man could probably tutor you on it. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I wouldn't have to do the boot camp. He'd be able to just uh, show me, show me how it was yeah, done yeah. and let me on it. Yeah. And yeah. that's Rose Street. We've an interview with her coming up later. The other uh, sort of slightly connected to Rose Street. Uh, Andrew Dunn from Mount Melick won Mokra's uh, Mr. Personality. That's a big event every year, and it's a serious sort of a piss-up as well. Um, we've put some forward some good candidates for that. Kieran Bow from Spink slash Ballypickus has been up for that before. Um, I'm sure we know of other people that have been up for it before. But Your man your man who was he wrote, what did he write for the Farmer's Journal or Agriander, one of them? Didn't he Sylvester Fielding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Another one that I can remember. Didn't story. win it, though. Yeah. No, I didn't win it. No, I took yeah. Andrew to go and win it. Yeah. What did he get? Did he get a crown like the Rose of the uh, one or, or? Got he got some sort of a crown. I think he got a voucher as well for <laughs> to spend and no idea. And he got a, and he got a great night house. So I'm yeah, sure yeah, he. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know if he gets to go around and represent uh, Mokra or anything like that or anything. Maybe maybe he does. But uh, sure, he can be your next. You've gone from Rose of Tralee, You can yeah. interview the Mokra personality next. Could, could do. Next could do. I have a list up on the wall there. The people yeah. that uh, Sinead Hussey has agreed to do an interview after you recommended it the last day. So Sinead, uh, she was covering. Uh, she, brings up, she, she, she was too busy covering it in Joe Biden last week. Couldn't come into us, but yeah, she's, well, she's she's in the book. I can understand that now. That was a mammoth uh, between the amount of I knew that were involved in that as well, and. Uh, that were brought in for it and sure god almighty he went all over the place and he gave he was a typical Irish person he couldn't be on time for anything every speech he gave went on too long he was held up left right and centre he was two hours late for this place then he went in and he met Mike and Z and the dogs and all that and that held him up further but he um, he, I think it was Michael Ring you you, you, you know him you know the Michael Ring from TD from, from Mayo yeah gets every grant yeah, going for Mayo them, yeah yeah, the two of them met on the, the runway and they had the best, the two of them were in the knots laughing. Now, yeah, nobody knew what they were talking about, like, but they were like literally Biden, I was full on belly laughing, whatever Michael Ring was saying to him. But Ring said afterwards that, that he told him that uh, there was a game going on in the background called uh, Biden Bingo and uh, it was different things that he'd say and you'd knock it off your bingo card based on, on, on what he would say. And I think the last thing he needed them to say to complete it was Mayo for Sam. Yeah, brilliant. I sure didn't that's not what he came up with at the end when he was on the stage, you know. You so, enjoyed uh, you enjoyed actually, Biden's visit, did you? Yeah, I did. And I wouldn't I, I kinda I didn't know what to make of him beforehand, you know, because uh, like it's it's very polarizing over there, the, the media in America. It's uh very divided. Like you go on to Fox and he's the devil. You go on to CNM and he's a and he's a god. So it's uh they're, they're a very very divided country we're probably heading the same way ourselves we are heading the same we're going way to ourselves. have to we're going to have to make a political allegiance now at some stage uh you'll, you'll have to decide what, what way we're going uh but um local elections next year we'll you get know the usual you, accusations fired at us yeah yeah exactly but uh yeah i didn't know what to make them but no i thought he carried himself very well and sure like look people giving out about him and there was boycotts of him but sure that happens for, have, for every leader have the american the presidential visits sort of to me now, they don't have the same stardust as previously. Like, obviously, we had JFK mm. way before our time, and JFK was proper Irish-American. Uh, 1963, he came to Ireland. Biden came in the early 80s. Or not Biden, was, um, Ronald Reagan came to Ballyporeen in, in Tipperary. He's some very, very tenuous link, and he was obviously a cowboy of the highest order. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton came in the early, about 1994 or 95, and Bill was box office. And then with Barack Obama... In 2011, the crowds in College Green for him in Moneygall, 
Uh, I, I'm familiar enough with Moneygall. His helicopter landed in the middle of the hurling pitch. Like, imagine how cool that was. Like, they've got the, the Barack Obama Plaza. And he delivered the line of all lines when he went to College Green and he said, uh, uh, good evening, I'm Barack Obama of the Moneygall Obamas. And like, <laughs> what a, a line for the ages, you know. His speechwriter was on point there. Even though it was factually, like, his... It, his links to money goal weren't through the Obamas at all, but anyway, he used it for the <laughs> comic effect or whatever. But I don't know, have, have like Biden is in the same class as those fellas. No, I know, probably not. Like, no, but he, he was kind of like he's fair age, like, sure, he's and he's short. He, he, yeah, well, I'll tell you, he's very sprightly. Like, he, you should have seen him in Balana when he came out on the stage. He ran, he actually ran <laughs> up to the podium. I did. Like holy god, and and now he made a great gap as well. I'm sure you saw that, like where he was he was talking, and you'd wonder did you do it on purpose? I was thinking <laughs> afterwards because he was talking about his cousin Rob Carney and the way you know he gave the, the black and tans a great stuffing in Chicago. <laughs> and so, like, it was very funny, very very funny. And I think wonder, come out I to wonder... clarify that it was a mistake. Oh yeah, well, yeah obviously yeah, yeah, he meant yeah. the All Blacks, like yeah. but. Um, but it was funny. It was yeah. funny. Like from TV, say the black and tans was yeah, playing to the gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I know. Sure, he's some way connected to Joe Brawley as well. Is he? Yeah, Joe Brawley's new wife uh, is a cousin of Biden's. Oh, yeah, very, very closely <laughs> connected. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't think he done himself any harm anyway over here. And um, but now, what what difference that makes yeah. in America? Probably very little, but uh, over here he didn't do any harm. He pissed off the Brits as well, which was funny. So yeah, like yeah. you know, it was... yeah, he he just yeah he, he has played that card a couple of times before in the past. Oh, she, yeah. you heard Theresa May. Biden Biden hates the Brits. <laughs> <laughs> Don't jump on madly from from one topic to the next. It was a good story on site uh, on Friday. Kelly's news agents in Monastreven, and I know Monastreven is in Kildare, and we're released today. Now it is in our area. If it's even if it's not in our county, and Kelly's news agent closed down after almost fifty years, and it's probably a sign of the times. And our industry and our sector of the industry have played into it a little bit because news agents aren't what they used to be. But a very interesting conversation with Noel Kelly, who set up the shop. He was a builder as well. He actually built the premises that they initially they they spent nearly thirty years in. And um, was just very interesting. They opened for business the week that Herama. The, uh, anyone of a previous vintage will remember the harem a kidnapping. He was kept in St. Evans Park. The IRA kidnapped him. He was a he was the big C CEO of a pharmaceutical company in Limerick. And the IRA were kidnapping lads left, right, and centre in the seventies. That was kidnappings were were huge. Ben Dunn was kidnapped. Um, obviously Shergar was kidnapped in nineteen eighty three. Uh, was the, was this fella the the wrong lad? Did they kidnap the wrong fella? Did they mean to kidnap? Because RTE done one recently. It was a doctor they kidnapped. Um, but they, they meant to kidnap the doctor, and they ended up kidnapping his son-in-law instead. And they chopped off his finger and sent it back to them in the post and all that. But don't think, don't the, think, don't, don't think Herm, 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 Herm wasn't badly injured or anything. But he was kept hostage. Mm. It went on for about three weeks. Like the world media were staying in the Hazel Hotel at the time. You know, it's huge, huge, huge business. Uh, Herma only died during COVID. He was 99. He, oh, he left right. Ireland okay. afterwards and his wife died only maybe a couple of months later. Uh, he, was, he, was from, he was from the Netherlands, but kept it in Monastreven. There was one, I think there was, there was, uh, Ben Dunn was kidnapped as well. There was uh, Paul Howard, the person behind um, the Ross Carl Kelly books. He, mm. He's also a criminologist. And he wrote a brilliant book called Hostage. It's about 20 years old, but it documents some of the famous kidnappings and um, of that time. And just brilliant reportage. 
and the Hiram one is documented in it and Shergar, like Sher the Shergar chapter is just, just brilliant. And Shergar was only up the road from Hiram, but obviously it was seven or eight years later. But uh, just uh, like chatting to Noel Kelly and he mentioned in like the Hazel Hotel, he bought the land at an auction in the Hazel Hotel, which is now no longer. Uh, his shop is closed now and he, served, he said, you know, he served generations of the same family. Um, you know, grandparents are now coming into him with their kids and he would have served them as kids at one stage and it's just or as younger people anyway um but it's re re really nice chat with him they, they were in business for 48 or nine years and have closed down has been taken the super value have sort of taken over the business or whatever but news agents there, there's a there, i'm thinking of the likes of dowlings and the mount Melick road martley's uh on the boris road in port leash the, the the selection of magazines magazines are very expensive now obviously and they're not a thing. I think the sales of magazines have held up a lot better than the sale of newspapers, obviously. They still are a sort of a luxury item. Uh, and then over the years as well, lotto was a huge thing. At one time, to have a lotto agency was a big deal because there was very few places. Now, now nearly every shop has the lotto, you know. So and you can do it online as well. You like, can do so it online. It, even, it has changed. Yeah. But I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed that chat with, with Noel and best wishes to them. At the end of an era, like 50, almost 50 years in business for a family business. Is uh is fair going, and I said I know they're slightly over our our the county board of Munistreven is in Kildare. We can't actually claim it or anything, but they would have had a lot of local customers over the years. Um, so so good wishes them. The other uh, sort it, of uh, it 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 was the it was Desi O'Hare who chopped off uh John O'Grady's finger. He was a dentist. Um, that that's who that was. Okay, I was talking about her. Desi O'Hare, what is he? Oh, Desi O'Hare, yes, Desi O'Hare. Yeah. Then was famously. The Border Fox, uh, but uh, RT done a brilliant RT do those great old programs. They they had one there recently looking back at old cold cases. Uh, did they be on kind of Monday or Tuesday? They don't really After have the a title or a series name or anything like that, yeah. But they do, and Scannell sometimes, Scannell you know, is it's in Irish, good, yeah. but you can, yeah, you can read the subtitles, subtitles are great. Yeah. yeah, I remember that Des Desio here's one featuring on it, but at that time, sure, all that stuff was going on. It was a it was a different, a different, different world, world. but just sure, that it's, it's still like it's still fifty years ago, you know, like it's mm. half a century ago. In other ways, um, <laughs> come a long way in that time, though, haven't we? We have, I suppose, we have have come a long way. I'm yeah. forty this year, so like the yeah. things that have happened in eighty. Shergar was kidnapped the year I was born. That was the big oh, news event. Still never found him. Still never found him. No, no, no. Um, yeah, but sure, he was shot. Like he was obviously shot. But the, the reckon Shergar was a freak. He, I don't know how many. He didn't, I don't know how many mayors he covered and he produced hardly any any uh, champions afterwards. He um, he defied the odds in that he wasn't a particularly well-bred horse himself. And then obviously won the won the derby, like was just won all around him, was put out to stud. He was going to make a solid fortune. And, uh, and but, but his offspring, I think he had done one season and none of his offspring ever came to, to anything. Again, I'm not sure, I, I'm... Horse race breeders will call me up on this, but there is absolutely his offspring came to very little. Um, but he met a sorry end. Uh, the other huge local story has come to a resolution, thankfully, even though the whole thing frustrates me to an extent. The Colby School, um, a couple of weeks ago, it was announced at the Colby School, which has planning permission for a new building, and the Colby School uh, caters for children up to 18 years of age with uh, intense learning difficulties and special needs. and it was taken off the there was 58 schools in the country were taken off the the bit or they were put on hold and colby was one of these schools which was incredibly frustrating and upsetting for the staff and 
parents of kids in the school. I, I attended a meeting in St. Mary's Hall in Port Leash. Um, Sean Fleming, TD, and Charlie Flanagan, TD, both gave both government TDs. Both Sean Fleming's words were gave a cast iron guarantee that would be back on the list within days or within weeks, if not days. Doc was ticking on it. I think he said within two weeks. I think the the school said they were given two weeks or they'd go marching, uh, and just this, maybe a day or so before the two weeks were up, word came out that all fifty eight schools were were back on and that it could proceed to tender. Um, it's good news for the for the the staff, the students, and the parents, and it is good news that it's progressing. But the whole thing leaves a bad enough taste. Yeah, it was communicated extraordinarily badly, and even some like the the communication seems to be a big problem for them because even uh, oh, we're breaking news there, Jerry the Monk Hutch has been found not guilty. So now there you go. He's with the that's the Regency murder in uh, that trial has been going on for. Months. months but uh yeah back to Colby the the um the thing that annoyed me was the communication obviously the way it was communicated and then even at the very end uh we got word uh via the, the local politicians that this was back on the list and we did the story and somebody from the school themselves contacted us saying are you sure that's true we've heard nothing you know uh, so even down to the very end their their communication with the actual bodies the stakeholders involved in it uh was poor from the department um and that, that was probably the most frustrating thing of the whole lot because it could have been avoided the whole thing that the stress and everything else really could have been avoided and I, I was at the meeting in saint mary's hall and there was a couple of hundred people at it and the testimonies from parents of kids there you would want it if it heart of stone not to, to to feel for them life is so difficult for everyone at the best of times but parents of kids in colby and their needs are so great and they're describing um, the, the, the lack of space, the cold, the heat in the summer, the cold in the winter. And the TDs there were saying that it's not fit for purpose. Like, the TDs are around a long, long time. You know, they're, they're, they have decades of public service behind them. And to be talking now that it's not fit for service in our priority number, this should have been sorted a long, long time ago. Um. And, and to that considerable additional language, I just hope that this is the end of it and it does push on because it, it, it's it's very upsetting for Sard and I'm not a, politi a politician basher by any means, but that whole thing left the very... And then they're all knocking each other down out to welcome the news that it's back on the list. It should never have been taken off in the list in the first place and it should have been done a long time ago. And hopefully this is the end of it and will be... And you can guarantee September 12 months or whenever it is that... the the school is officially opened and they'll be tripping over each other to, to make their speeches at it. You know, yeah. uh, look, I don't, I don't, I don't want to turn into a Ray Darcy on this or anything, but it is very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I just hope now that they get a building that's the same standard as St. Francis. I I was lucky enough to get into St. Francis before they uh, officially opened it and then I was invited to the official launch as well. Um, And that is a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic school. The, the facilities, the equipment, the classrooms, it is state of the art. Uh, and since it was built, their numbers have ballooned and now they're building on more classrooms, but they knew that was going to happen anyway because they factored that into the overall, they left space for that. Like, And I just really, really hope that that is exactly what happens here, that everything is done right 
and that they get a building that they deserve and should have been in from the very, very start. The new so building is going right beside the existing uh, premises, mm. which is mostly a series of prefabs on the block road adjoining the Stradbury Road in Port Leash, essentially. And it's going right in there. And look, it will be a great job when it's done. I think people give out a lot about things in Ireland in general, and I do a little bit myself. I think schools over the years, we, we have definitely come a long, long way. There are very few students now that aren't in a relatively new school. There, there are yeah. some isolated incidents. I know Claus Gieson in Port Arlington is one in terms of a secondary school. But the vast majority of schools now are in, our students are in a school that's less than 10 years, 20 years old. You know, and it's... Absolutely, it, yeah. Uh, so look, tell you what we'll do. We're going to hear a lengthy interview with Sinead Dowd, the Leash Rose, uh, and we'll be representing Leash in um, Tralee in August. I want to wish her the very best. Her Leash Day interview was our first official duties as Leash Rose. Um, and we're, we were delighted to have her as a guest and um, look we'll, we'll hear from Sinead and we'll be back next week with a series of great guests lined up over the coming weeks on the hashtag Love Leash podcast you can find us on Apple Spotify uh, SoundCloud and it's free to download it's not it's a it's a, it's a free weekly uh, podcast uh, brought to you by Leash today so look we'll hear from Sinead Dowd and we'll be back next week Okay, today on the Love Leash podcast, I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by Sinead Dowd, the late, the newest Leash Rose. Sinead, congratulations! Thank you very much. I'm all excited now. Yeah, how did um, I want? I'm going to you're going to tell us our full story in time, but how did uh, how did you go into for the Leash Rose in the first place? Where did, where did the idea come from? Um, well, look, years ago, growing up in New York, I used to always watch it on the television with my mom, my sister, the family. And everyone kind of used to make a mess that I'd be going for the New York Rose years and years ago. Um, but obviously I moved over here and then I have lovely um, staff members that work with me, co- colleagues in Skullcree Tree in Port Leash. So Miss Emma Scully and Alva Culleton. So Alva's a past rose and Emma would be really involved in the roses as well with supporting them and all. So yeah, they uh, kind of encouraged me to go Did to Did they the get you the application form and... So yeah, they forwarded it on to me. It's all electronic now, yeah. but um, it all kind of happened on a staff night out and agreed to it. And I was like, I woke up the next day and I was like, oh God, I don't know if I can do this or not. Um, I'd be very nervous. Um, but then the girls forwarded it on to me and I'm actually delighted I did it now because I would have never done it probably if it weren't for the two girls and all of the other girls I work with kind of pushing me forward. Okay. And Tom Moss is your sponsor, another staff colleague in, in School Creek Street, Turley's Bar in Mount Melick. Yes. Tom does two jobs, he's like uh, Miss Rabbit in Peppa Pig <laughs> or something. Exactly, no, he's great. So yeah, he has the bar in Mount Melick, Turley's Bar, and then teaching, he's an English and history teacher with okay. me as well. So he so graciously volunteered to sponsor me and he's been great, so... Hope he's ready for all what's to come, to come now. Okay, yeah. And tell us, so, so from the time you put in the application form, what happens then? Like a series of events over the last couple of weeks before you're on stage in the Midlands Park Hotel. Yeah, so it was it was kind of a slow process for a while because um, it, the applications were open for a long time for people to continue to join us. So I think I could have been one of, not the first, but one of the first added into the group chat. So I think there was maybe five of us at okay. that stage. And then it grew to maybe 20. Some were removed. So it, it ended up being 17 girls in the end. Okay. All lovely, amazing girls. That Everyone says that now. Am I, no, that's it. <laughs> I know. It's easy to say, <laughs> but they actually were genuinely fantastic girls. And I can't wait to meet up with them in the future. Um, but yeah, we, we did loads yeah. of events together. So we went to um, Fossey's Ranch in oh, Timahoe. Yeah. yeah. We got on the horses, shot some guns. They were absolutely brilliant there. Um, so, yeah, we'll be used to that kind of stuff now. Right. But it was lovely to do something different. Um, and then we went to Coppers one night and, you know, had cocktails and just yeah. got to know the girls again. So, yeah, it was brilliant. And the night itself, like, um, 
what what are you like are you a bag of nerves or are you able to fully enjoy it or yeah so in fairness they had us well prepared like we did a whole rehearsal beforehand i think i was probably more nervous at the rehearsal like my hands i was reading a poem say and i had i didn't have it learned off or anything i just had the sheet of paper up with me and my hands were actually vibrating and i was like oh god this better go away for the night and you know you can't be drinking or anything like that you have to be respectable which is fair enough so yeah i was getting on stage and i was really nervous um but I think once I got onto the stage, all the nerves left me. So I was number 15 out of 17 girls. Yeah. So, so you're waiting around all night oh then? Oh, God, yeah. So <laughs> hours. So And like I wa- while I was enjoying watching all the other girls, I found I couldn't really relax. And my heart was kind of going and going the closer it got to me. But once I got up on the stage, I actually was really good. Ollie, the MC, was yeah. amazing. He kind of made a laugh out of everything. And he kind of took the awkwardness away if there okay. was any awkwardness. So, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. And when the time comes to announce it, like, what was you there? Just have to have a good chance here. Or what, what's going through your head? Honestly, I actually did not think I had it at all. Like, the girls were so good. So I was like, I knew I got on well in my interviews and I had yeah. a laugh with the judges. And I Yeah, felt because like you do a, an, an interview, like yeah. a job interview nearly before you go on stage at all. Yeah, so... We all kind of start off with an individual interview. It's not that long. It's about like seven or eight minutes. And they have our application form. And there's no trick questions. They're just trying to kind of get to know you. They're going through the application form. And they kind of leave open-ended questions. So they'd be like, oh, you're from New York? Tell me about that. So it was hard to kind of mess up, I thought. Like, you know, like we all all know how to talk about ourselves. But like it is kind of like... God, I don't want to be pumping up my own horn here. Yeah. Like, so, um, yeah, that went well. And then we had group interviews where they just kind of split us into two groups and they throw some topics at us. And we all just discuss the topics and they just watch us and see how we interact with each other. And then stage. So it's a lot more than just what happens on stage okay. as well. Yeah. Um, uh, and, like, it must be some buzz while you're out as the winner, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I, I was actually shocked. Like, I, I looked back at the video. I didn't even, I can't even remember it, you yeah. know, that kind of a way. So I looked back at the video and I would just slap my hands on my knees. <laughs> I was like, oh, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was surreal. Yeah. Like, and then you'll see in the video, like, my mom literally ran up onto the stage. And sort of a pitch invasion, like. Yeah, yeah. She, was, she was delighted. She was so proud. So yeah, no, yeah. it was really, really. Yeah. And what is, this is Friday. Uh, it was on Sunday night, Easter yeah. Sunday night. What has the, the last week uh, been like? Yeah, so really crazy, to be honest. I've get been bombarded with messages and um, just people congratulating me, which was really nice. Yeah. Um, going into the shop and people kind of noticing me, which is really weird because <laughs> no one really knows who I am, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it, it's just everyone, the whole community has come together and loads of people are just already offering their encouragement and yeah. their support in the coming weeks and months and whatever yeah. is to come, really. Okay, well, you mentioned growing up in New York. I want to sort of rewind a little bit because you have a fascinating backstory. Tell us... Go right back to the start because um, y- you really do have a very interesting story. Yeah, so basically, um, mom and dad were they're originally Irish. So my dad would have been born in Philadelphia, but he would have moved back to Ireland in when he was around two years old or something. So all of his brothers and sisters grew up in Roscommon. So he's French Park, Roscommon. And then my mom would have grown up around Duro, Cullahill area. Then they moved over. They decided to have some children over there. They met over there, and we all grew up. So I have a brother and sister, and we all, we all grew up um, in New York. So I was born in Yonkers, New York, big, massive Irish community over there. Like, at the end of the day, I don't think my mom and dad really have many American friends. It's, it's all Irish over there. So um, we were always kind of immersed in the Irish culture yeah. anyways. Like, I was involved in Irish dancing. Um, my friends would have done Gaelic football or camogie or whatever it was. They always kind of tried to keep that connection to yeah. the Irish heritage. So it was already in our face the whole time. 
Um, but yeah, so I grew up and I, I did love New York. Like there was nothing wrong with New York, but I used to always visit um, Ireland every summer. So your mom is a Jacob from Durrocolla Hill, you're yeah, telling me. So yes, okay. What's your mom's first name? Grania. Grania, okay. Yeah, so there's loads of Jacobs. Um, I moved over here to um, her sister, Claire Delahunty now. She would have been previously Claire Jacob and her husband, Martin Delahunty. So they generously accepted me into their little family. Sort of every summer in that? Every summer, yeah. yeah. So I would have stayed with kind of all the aunts and uncles, okay. really. But um, when I moved over here, I actually moved to them. Nice. Um, but yeah, so came over every summer. Um, my cousin, Roshenda, would have brought me out with her just kind took, of sh- took you under her wing took me under her wing and I have a cousin Claire Ann I have a cousin um Lorraine Yvonne like all of them in fairness are brilliant not yeah. to <laughs> there's so many yeah. cousins I don't want to leave anybody out but the list would go on there's actually about 30 cousins on that side and loads on the rest common side yeah. that I'd be really close with as well yeah. so when you got to about 15 or 16 you got it into your head you said I'm not leaving yeah so I came over for one summer on my own I think it was the first summer I came without family and I just was like I'm in love with this place I cannot go home and I cried and cried and I put up a little hissy fit but my mom and dad were like no you're not moving here like you have your life here what what are you doing so I eventually came home and this home is back to Yonkers sorry home so well Westchester Westchester this stage okay I was born in Yonkers and then we moved up to Westchester maybe when I was around I want to say seven years old I can't remember exactly and that's just a bit more upstate New York um better school systems, I suppose. So, um, yeah, was living there. And I just, I think everyone could see I just wasn't happy. I just had that inkling that I didn't, not that I didn't belong, but that I felt like I belonged somewhere else more. And I just, I just loved Ireland. And I also wanted to be connected to my cousins. Like, it really was, it's really just me and my sister and my brother over there. And, like, we have such a big family. And I just missed doing the little things, like, um, going out on the farm and, like, Obviously, I wouldn't be used to that at all. So, like, milking the cows, jumping over electric fences, the cousins daring me to put the grass up to the fence and shocking me. Little things like that was just, it was just so fun and pure. Yeah. And I didn't have that over in America. So, it was really, that's uh, kind of a main reason I wanted okay. to move here. And your mom and dad eventually relented. and You went back for one year, but, but yeah. moved back when you were 16. Yeah, so went back for the year. And then, so I suppose my, my dad probably would have been a bit more... Um, not wanting me to come here because he would have grown up in rural Roscommon and I think he just thought I had more opportunities in New York which it might seem like that from the outside but for me I didn't agree with him and I just was very adamant and my mom kind of supported me and then finally got my dad on side and yeah they they both moved over around my age so they really couldn't turn around and tell me no so (laughs) well so I told them that um but yeah no when it all came down to it they were very supportive in me coming over to Ireland and Claire and Martin Delahunty essentially took in or fostered. I don't know what the word yeah, is, but I know, it's a weird one. Yeah, no, they were so good. So um, it was just, it was weird enough the way it happened. So um, Lorraine would be another one of the siblings in that family. So Lorraine ended up moving to Australia the year before. So there was an empty bunk bed waiting for me with my yeah, name on it. You so replaced her. Yeah, I was replacing <laughs> Lorraine there. So um, no, she went off and she had an amazing few years in Australia. She's actually just back, moved home two, two weeks ago there. Um, but yeah, so then Roshenda was the bottom bunk. I was the top bunk and the rest is history. Yeah, I stayed there for three years. And, and Claire, you say, sorted you in school. and yeah, yeah, so she kind of organized, like I wouldn't really understand what a leave insert was. So. Yeah. I obviously had to do it when I came back here. I, I was joining fifth and sixth year. Um, so I didn't really understand a lot of the subjects, um, like geography. I'm actually a geography teacher now, but <laughs> it's not a subject in America. Like right. you learn about 
the 50 states and where they are and that's it yeah. so it was very different for me um, it must I it it. very different you're saying it must have been very different going from new york to Cullohill hill mm -hmm. and johnstown to school what like even going to school like it's a, a whole new base of friends and that yeah like it was quite hard so i didn't really obviously i didn't know a soul going into the school but um the principal at the time um michael clean would have been his name he was really good and um, he was originally from Cullohill hill as well but i'll never forget i think it was like the first day of school he brought me into his office and told me look you're gonna be friends with these girls they're a great group of girls and i kind of had known i had a connection to one of the girls already okay. in some way um but yeah so there's about five or is there six of us can i don't even know anymore yeah. but there's i think there's six of us and i'm still friends with them all they're absolutely fantastic girls and yeah they they were so good to me like you settled in quickly settled in it probably took about three months now to be honest because okay. i felt like i didn't really i didn't know what to talk about with them like yeah. the only thing i could really say is like they'd be like, oh, like, what's New York schools like? Yeah. I felt like I was just repeating myself <laughs> over and over again. I was like, oh, God, these guys are going to hate me. Yeah. Uh, but no, it really... It Were you ever tempted time. to go home? Um, I was never tempted to go home, per se, but I was more... I did get homesick the first three okay. months. I was kind of like, sugar, did I make yeah. the right decision here? Like, I wasn't sure. Because, um, again, I did have... like. I had friends back home as well. Yeah. It wasn't like I just was leaving. They must have thought you were mad, did they? Yeah, they yeah. were like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like, and I was like, "I just feel there's something in me telling yeah. me that I needed to move." And like, I actually can't imagine my life if I didn't. I'm yeah. so happy living here. Right. I have great friends. I met my boyfriend in Johnstown yeah. as well, where I went to school. So like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And after Johnstown, you went. You were telling me you went to UCC, and y you yeah. did you was teach. You, you were saying that you wanted to be a teacher. That was sort of on the agenda. Even yeah. when you moved home in the first place, I, I keep saying home. I'm referring to both Cullohill Hill and New York as your home, I suppose, which is probably not incorrect either. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be. I suppose home for me would be Ireland because I'm living here. But yeah. at the same time, when I'm when my family still lives in America, I'm kind of going home to them too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So I came over and then I did um, I did my arts degree in UCC um, English and Geography is what I studied there. And then I went on to do my um, PME, so Professional Masters of Education in NUIG in Galway. Right. So that was actually during COVID when I was in Galway. So okay. I was lucky enough, I got to move down to Galway or up or where <laughs> we are, sorry, and <laughs> uh, Galway during one of the years, the first okay. year. And um, yeah, it was great. Um, everything was online, but I still got yeah. to kind of experience Galway City. I yeah. love Galway. You couldn't get enough of Galway, oh to be fair. Oh my God, I'd yeah. love to move there. Yeah. Um, eventually, maybe sometime, even for a year or but something. Yeah. I just absolutely loved it. I felt like I wasn't ready to say goodbye to it yet. Yeah. But, um, I often joke, you know, when people go to Australia for a year, I, I, I wouldn't have minded going to Galway for a year. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I think so as well. Like, there's, I think it has everything there that you yeah. need. There, you're close to the beach. You have a little bit of a kind of a city centre there. Trad yeah. um, music. I Loads know, of great pubs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great from Max and Air Square, just, oh, just top <laughs> notch. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and in the last year or so, then you've you've rocked up your teaching in School Crease Three. Yeah, so um, I, this is my first year that I'm qualified. So I'm teaching English and Geography in School Crease Three in Port Leash. Absolutely loving every minute of it. I couldn't recommend a school more not to be hyping it up too much but it actually has been brilliant the staff are so welcoming to me the principals are amazing um love the girls like they're, it's just a, it's a great first school to start off yeah. and i feel so you're obviously hoping for a job there next year you're talking about ah, fairly sure. well <laughs> not, i won't say no anyways <laughs> yeah, yeah. um your accent, you have this lovely sort of amalgam of, you still some Americanisms and then you have some Irish turns of phrase. I'm sure that uh, gets attention w when you go to places. Yeah, so, oh, it's such a weird accent. Like, s I could be talking to someone in Ireland, like, for maybe 10 minutes and they might not realise until 
a little bit into our conversation. They're like, wait, are you from the <laughs> north? Or are you, where are you from? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm from New York. And then they'd, they'd be like, oh my God, yeah. But then there's some people that are like immediately off the back and just pick up the American accent. I think it probably depends on who I'm talking to okay. and the situation. Like I know when I'm teaching, like I'm so American, like I'm trying to broadcast my voice a lot. Okay. So I think the accent comes out a lot. And I think the girls would all nearly be mocking me for it. Right. They can vouch for that anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like Dahi O'Shea here now asking yeah. you questions. But a bit, a bit of a practice road, of course. Uh, yeah. What um, Do you know what sort of is on your agenda for the next couple of months as Leash Rose? You'll be opening every envelope now and uh, shop and that for cutting ribbons and all that type of thing. Yeah, so, so far, um, nothing crazy has been planned yet. This actual podcast is the first thing on the list. I'm um, very proud that that's your yeah. first uh, outing. Yeah. yeah, you're the first one that got <laughs> in contact with me anyway. So, um, yeah, no, excited for what's to come. Nothing crazy has been planned yet. Um, I'll definitely be going to some of the selection nights for oh. the other counties. Oh, yes, they're not all over um, yet. Yeah. No, I'm actually, I think I'm only the second rose crowned. So okay. the Claire rose was first, Leash rose is second, and the rest are all to come still. So I'll probably go and go to a few of them, not all of them, okay. and then hopefully meet some of the girls that way so yeah. we can start becoming friends yeah <laughs> and I- is it only a week or two out from Tralee that you sort of do the tour of Ireland and, yeah. and all that I, do, I can't now I don't know exact dates yet I think it's somewhere around the 11th of August I was told I could be a bit wrong on that but we start touring Ireland and then you have the whole festival of Tralee so it's about like nearly two weeks full on okay Go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're definitely going to be on the TV because it has the format has changed. Um, there's no regional selection anymore. Yeah, no. Th- and I actually wasn't even sure of that when I was doing that. After it, I was like, am I on telly or what? Yeah. Like, I, I didn't know, actually. Uh, but yeah, no, it was all confirmed. So the way they do it this year is there's um, there won't be a leash rose next okay. year. So I have this title for two years now. Okay. So that means... It's kind of every other year, so there'll be less yeah. roses going down naturally. So, but the ones that win inter county this year are all on TV. Yeah, yeah. So everyone who wins, they took away regionals. You go straight onto the telly. Yeah. So. That's brilliant because that's the best part for the TV. That's it the is, part we yeah. all see at home. Like, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure w- 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 your mom was over first. She was. Uh, yeah. She must have been bursting with pride. Did she? Did she come over just for the weekend or? Yeah, it was very last minute now. So she was over for about a week. So she came a few days before and then a few days after. She actually extended her ticket there. Um, to stay a bit longer so yeah <laughs> that would be her all over though I wasn't yeah. surprised when she did it but very last minute she wasn't gonna we had no plans for her to come over because she didn't really understand what was going on and then she was like Asher look I'll just come home for Tralee yeah. and I was like Jesus you have very high hopes for me <laughs> now. I was like I mightn't get to Tralee like. yeah. and then she was like oh no I actually didn't think of that so I think she was talking to me so you had confidence in you know to be Asher, fair yeah, yeah. Well, if your mother does. didn't it'd be, it'd be a bad state I suppose <laughs> nah, she's got my back and everything in fairness to her but um no, so yeah, she talked to me, talking to a few of her sisters, and yeah. they were all planning what they were wearing, what yeah. they were doing, and then she started to say, oh God, I may come home for this. I'll be yeah. sitting home crying here, yeah. hearing all these things coming over the phone. Um, she'd have very, very much FOMO, I'll say. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so she decided to come over. Um, hope I was hoping my sister would be able to make yeah. it over, but Wh- she what's your sister's name again? Roshin. Roshin. Yeah. yeah. How do the Americans handle that one? That's even trickier oh than Sinead. I know we have yeah. Rania, Roshin, and Sinead. Yeah. With yeah. Dennis, but that's not okay, too yeah. Irish. Um, yeah. No, they didn't take to that one at all. Right. It was Roisin, Raisin. <laughs> I was Sinad, Sinead. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. So your <laughs> sister, um, she's a she's a student nurse. She's younger or older than you? She's two years older than okay. me. So she's been working in a hospital as like a nurse's tech, say, so kind of okay. a s- an assistant nurse that they call it over in New York, and she loves it so much so she went back to college there was it last year or 
and she's nearly halfway through her nursing okay. degree now. So okay. hopefully now she'll get that sorted and she'd love to move over to me. Um, but she'll get the degree first and okay. come over here, hopefully. Yeah, she'll so. definitely get a job anyways in nurse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Dennis, what does Dennis do? Or what does Dennis make of you being the leash rose? Yeah, he was delighted in fairness. So Dennis is younger. He's three years younger than me. So he's still in college as well. So he'd be typical like lacrosse football right. player. Very different. He wouldn't really like to move over here but he does love coming to visit okay. and so would he be in an Irish community in, in Westchester or is he very much in the American he's very immersed in the American okay. I think he really kind of settled in to the whole American lifestyle okay. and it, it really does suit him to be honest right. well he's the youngest I suppose that's he more likely youngest, to happen yeah, yeah. Um, but no he does have he still yeah. has ties with his Irish heritage Like he, I'd say he'd love a couple of weeks in Trelino I'd say oh he'd God, enjoy he'd that if he comes that, home yeah. for that. So yeah. I'm hoping that they'll all... My sister already has it booked off work, yeah. so she's definitely a shoo-in. But I don't know now if Dennis... Yeah. Hopefully he'll be able to come over for it as yeah. well. And maybe my dad as well. I, I, I haven't even really rang my dad since. I've been <laughs> so busy. I may ring him now when I get yeah, home. Yeah, you'll have the cousins from Roscommon down to Trillian. Yeah, hopefully just, You'll have now. a great crowd. And will it, um, you're, you're telling me you're a bit of a celebrity around Cullo Hill and Doro. You'd, you're well known. You'd worked in Bowes and you'd worked with your cousin in the hairdressers, Claire Ann, is it? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say celebrity now. Ah, but, I think um, you now, to be sure fair. I'm people <laughs> might know who I am, but... Um, I don't really know some people either, but they might yeah. not know me. But yes, yeah, so I worked in the catwalk hair salon in Duro. So that would be my cousin, Claire Anne's. Um, she owns that um, hairdressers. So I would have just washed hair, swept yeah. up, nothing crazy. Now I wouldn't have a degree or anything in hair, but um, it was great. A bit of pocket money getting me through yeah. fifth and sixth year. I do it on a Saturday, so it was great. Yeah. And then after, I took a year out before I went to college and I worked in Bo's Food Hall and Cafe in Duro. And I stayed there for what was it, around six years, I'd say, working weekends and summers while I was in college. So, yeah, I really loved working at Bose because we just had a, such a tight group of friends in there, all the girls. I'm still very close. They were all, a few of them were at the selection night there for Good. me, so whoever could make it, yeah. but... Yeah, we're all great friends. So and and tell us this, David Dohan, your boyfriend, who a lot of people will know through the harps hurling, yeah. <laughs> uh, is he? what does he view the whole thing? What's his view of the leash rose? Yeah, well, look, he's, honestly, in fairness, he's absolutely delighted for me. Like, I'll never forget, like, looking at him across the stage when I had won and he came up, like, we just burst out laughing, yeah. the two of us, when we looked at each other. Like, it was just surreal. We couldn't believe that I had actually won it because yeah. we just, I don't know, we, not that we were doing it for a joke or anything, but it was more like, it was just such a long shot. We were like, Asha, look, if if we won, great, but we won't be putting too much pressure on it. We'll take it. We'll take it as it comes. Like we're not going to be crying over it, kind of a thing. Like we'll we'll hope for the best. Yeah. And uh, do you help them out on the on the farm? Are you, are you used because you're able to cut hair and you're able to work in a in a restaurant? Are you able to? You, do you milk? Do you calve? Uh, no. <laughs> He'll say no. But I've done I've done a few days out there. I wouldn't okay. do too much now. It's. Not, it's not really my thing, I'll say. Yeah. Um, I'd be it's not very busy. compatible with the roles of Toledo either, I don't think, is it? I don't know, Asher, look, you have a few farmers that have been on yeah. it before. Um, no, I do, I, I enjoy it, but I actually haven't, I probably should. If if his father or himself heard me on this saying I do, I'd say they'd absolutely laugh at me and yeah, kill yeah. me. It's probably going to clash with, with championship now with the Harps. Oh, so you we literally were saying the thing, I was like, what are you going to do? You're going champ or you're coming Tralee? And he was like, oh, we'll sort that out later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I actually ended up calving a cow once. Right. On my own with his sister Quiva. And now they would never let me do that, but no one was home, I think. Eamon got acid in his eye and he was in the doctor's. Dave was out in Kilkenny shopping. And then all of a sudden I get a call saying, Sinead, you may go out to the farm there. There's a cow and calf. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Right. So uh, I'm probably going to say all the wrong terminology as yeah. well. So they'll kill me for that, too. But I went out. Poor Quiva was out there, his younger sister, trying to pull the the legs. Yeah. Oh, I said <laughs> arms. Oh, my God. They <laughs> the legs out. But um, it was coming out wrong. So I, I'll Lord. never forget. I was pulling my hand and I was like, 
God, why is it so warm in here? Like, I just didn't know what to expect. Um, yeah, you'll get better at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, look, it was funny enough. Yeah, and do you go to the Harps Hurling matches? Are you, yeah, are no, you? I would. Yeah, not every single one now because I be I actually started up um, football myself with Shanna Ho. Oh, very good. Only recently, though. Yeah. Um, and then I have a few things on in the evenings. Okay. Um, starting up dance classes and that kind oh. of stuff. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I go to the ones that I'm available yeah, to. That's suitable. Okay, yes, very yes. much. Here, look, enjoy the next couple of months. Enjoy going to Tralee. I'm going to make an early call. I have you on as one of the favourites. Yeah. Hopefully now I won't disappoint. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Look, it's good, good to get you know, good to have a good relationship with the with the leash today, or yeah. you're not the le- you're the leash rose, and we're leash today, yeah. obviously. Look, uh, I've no doubt you'll do be a credit to your community, your both communities, your Irish and American communities. Uh, Sinead Dowd, the new leash rose, it's been great having you on. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you very much.